This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray's two-day message entitled, Continue to Fight, is a message of encouragement for all those Christians who've grown weary in dealing with the struggles of everyday life. Recounting the powerful letter of encouragement Paul sent to Timothy, Pastor reminds his listeners that times of trouble are not times to back up, but rather times to press forward and continue to fight even harder. Pastor cautions his listeners that just because you are a Christian, just because you know God's Word, just because you know God's promises, doesn't mean you won't have struggles and battles to fight. Now, here's Pastor to tell you more about how continuing the fight means being patient, fighting the devil, staying unshaken and committed, looking away from the circumstances, and declaring your victory. Let's start in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And Paul writing to Timothy, uh, Timothy was a young pastor, and um, he's encouraging him. But these words are not only for Timothy, these words are for you and for me, right? So this is what he says, verse 10. He said, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. Now listen, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured. Now, let's just talk about this for a minute. When we're talking about the word continue, that means we got to keep it up. Paul is talking about, listen, he he was serving God. He was in the will of God, yet he had all of these persecutions. He had all of these struggles that came his way. Let me just say something right at the beginning. Let's just wake up, church. Let's Let's just get right to it. Just because we're believers, just because we've got the word, we've got faith, doesn't mean we're not going to have some persecution sometime. And persecutions come in all shapes and forms and sizes. Persecutions can come from your family, can come from your best friend, can come from church people. That's the worst kind of persecution is when you get persecuted by another believer. And sometimes it's the devil himself that will come to persecute. But, but Paul said, he said, listen, he, you know, and remember what the words of Jesus said, while you're in the world, you will have trouble. He said, but take heart for I have overcome the world. Can I get a better amen than that? So he said, remember all of these things, what per- persecutions I I'd, uh, endured. In other words, he endured them. He said, and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. So no matter what the persecution was, no matter what the enemy tried or people tried, it's all perpetrated by the enemy, you understand that. Whatever he tried, it it failed. It didn't succeed because Paul says that out of all of these trials and persecutions, the the Lord delivered me from all of them. Now, what you have to understand is that the enemy is not going to make it easy for you. If you're going to serve God and you're going to be godly and you're going to walk after the things of God, you are going to suffer persecution. There are going to be people in the world that don't like the fact that you serve God. There are going to be people in the world don't like your God talk. They don't like the way you say hallelujah, amen, and talk about God and how good God is. 
the world is becoming less and less tolerant. Listen, the world is becoming less and less tolerant of Christians. Watch the evening news and see how, how vitriolic the conversation is against Christians. You, you, you see, what you have to understand is we live in a day and a season, an hour, where the persecution is being heightened and increased. But you see, in light of all of this, no matter how bad the persecution comes, you and I must do this one thing. We must continue. Everybody say continue. Paul gives the testimony. He said, I went through all these persecutions, but the Lord delivered me out of them all. So the truth and the word for today is that no matter what you may be going through, no matter what the persecution is, no matter what a person, the devil himself, no matter what is happening to you, the promise is this, that the Lord will deliver you out of them all. All you and I have to do is to continue. So he says, he says, Persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. There it is. All who desire to live godly in Jesus Christ are going to serve, are going to be persecuted. People, you know, make fun of you. People think you're you're weird. People think you're odd. People think you're 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 stupid. You're sick, or whatever it be. How can you think that stuff? You're going to suffer persecutions. It's going to happen. But Paul says, take heart, the Lord has delivered me out of them all. So no matter how hot the the, the persecution becomes, what we are called to do as believers is to continue. You've got to keep it up. So Paul goes on and he says, and yes, all those desire to live godly in Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and be deceived. Now, one of the things that you and I have to understand is that we live in a, in a day and an age. Paul's talked about it, talking about it here. Jesus referenced it, that in the last days there would be imposters. There would be deceivers that would come. And they are among us in, in, in Christian circles. I've heard people, uh, you know, back out of church, leave church because of imposters. Because, you know, oh, you see, this is all phony. Look at the Listen, don't put the rest of us who truly serve the living God in the same group of those who are imposters and are trying to lead people astray and doing things and fleecing people. Don't put us in the same category. Because there are a group of us that truly love God and serve God with all of our heart and only want to lead people into the ways of the truth of the gospel. You see, I don't care anymore. I just speak the truth. All right. So he says, verse 13 again, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Verse 14, but you must continue. Everybody say continue. You must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. So he says here, he says, the things that you have learned and are assured of. How many times have I seen people get the assurance of something from the word of God? But they don't continue in that insurance. Once you get the assurance of the word of God, once you know that you know that this is truth, don't just do it for a while and stop. You must, everybody say it, continue. 
This is where the blessing comes. This is where the breakthrough comes. This is where you, you, you grow in the deeper things of God. When you continue in what you have learned. Don't forget what you have learned. See, and, and you can't just sit on what you've learned. So many times people learn it, they get it, but they sit on it. It doesn't say you're going to be blessed because you know it. It says you're going to be blessed because you do it. You know it and you're putting it into action and something is happening. He said, don't forget the things that you've learned. Don't forget the things that you have learned. Be assured of them. So he says, he says here, you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. If you've been assured of something, don't give it up. You can't talk me out of the fact that tithing brings results. That's why I talk about it so much. Why do you think I talk about it so much? Because I've been practicing these principles. I'm assured of it. It's worked in my life. And I want to see it work in your life. He says, continue in the things which you have learned and been assured. See, a lot of people just don't continue. And the fact that you don't continue is the reason why you don't see the results. The results come from sticking with it and doing it. I've been doing this for over 35 years now. Just following, obeying, believing, doing the word of God. As soon as I get the assurance of something and have all my life from the word of God, I just stick with it. I continue. I continue. Say with me, continue. This is not the time to to quit. What are you going to do? If you don't continue, what are you going to do? Discontinue? God has called us to keep it up. This is not the time to turn it down. This is the time to turn it up. This is the time to fire it up. Not back up, but to go forward. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. You must continue. Must. Notice he said must. You must do this. You must continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. If you had a good example and someone, you had a teacher, whether it be me or some other teacher along the way that has taught you these truths and they have proven it in their life and they're showing the fruit in their life and you've been assured of it. Don't give up. Don't back up. You need to practice it. You need to do it. You need to put it into operation in your life. This is the reason why some people don't make it. This is the reason why some people don't ever get to the, to the level of blessing, to the level in God that maybe they seek and desire is because you haven't continued. You've discontinued. I used to be a tither. I don't tithe anymore. I used to be a giver. I don't give anymore. I used to go to church every week. I don't go to church every week anymore. I used to help in the church. I don't help in the church anymore. I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do the other thing. You've discontinued the things that you learned and were assured of in your heart. And he says, you man of God, you you need to do this. You need to continue in those things that you've learned. And you need to keep on doing it because that's what's going to make a difference. So we need to continue. And he says, um, knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture, not some scripture, not portions of scripture. Not just your favorite scriptures. All scripture. That means every word that's written in this book is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Notice it says it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man, and that means woman too, of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. All right. So the word of God teaches us that we must continue. So I've got a few things that I want to just share with you. I've got four things. This is not an exhaustive list, but this is what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to this church. 
So I wrote these four things down. This is what we're to continue in. So let's talk about it. Now, this first one you're not going to like, because the minute I say it, it's like a dirty word to most people. It is to me, because this, this is a tough one sometimes to swallow. But, but the very first thing that we need to continue in, we need to continue in. You ready? You ready to hear what it is? The very first thing is patience. Patience. Patience is what we need to practice. There are so many people, too many people that are totally impatient. And, and, and really, if we're going to get anywhere in God, if we're going to see anything truly happen, we're going to have to just get patient, be patient. Because God is working some things behind the scene that you and I may not be aware of. We all want to be somewhere. We all want to have something. We all want to see things happen. But if, we don't, if we're not patient, we're never going to see these things come to pass. So the very first thing that we need to continue, and I know some of you have been waiting a long time for, for things to happen, for things to change, for things to break open, for, you know, the answer to prayers. And, and maybe you're at the brink of almost wanting to quit. I've seen too many Christians quit. And the word of the Lord, the word of the Holy Spirit to us today is, as far as it concerns patience, you must continue patiently moving forward, enduring until you see the fruit that you are seeking and desiring. So the word is continue in patience. All right. So let's go with that. We are going to open to this one. Let's go to James chapter 5 because I want you. I'm sorry. James chapter 1. We'll get to James chapter 5 in a minute. But go to James chapter 1. And and let's see what it says. My brethren, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? When I first read that, I thought it was a misprint. I thought somebody slipped and wrote the wrong thing. What do you mean count it all joy when I fall into trials? Well, what does trials mean? Tests, temptations, and trial. Anybody been through a test lady lately? Anybody been through a trial late, lately? Anybody been through, you know, a trial of some sort? Right. Well, yeah, he says, what are we supposed to do when we come into these test trials and temptations? We're not to fall apart. We're not to discontinue what we know. We're to continue in what we've learned. We're to keep on going, going against those test trials and temptations. That's what the Bible is teaching. So we've got to continue. It's so easy to quit. And I see so many people quitting. So he says, let's keep reading. He said, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing you have to know this. You have to know this when the tests and the trials come. He said, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, produces the testing of your faith produces patience. That's why we must continue on in in patience. That's why we must continue. Patience must have its perfect work. Let's read it. Now, listen, it said, but let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So let's think about this for a minute. This idea of lacking nothing or having abundance is tied to this thought that patience brings forth abundance in my life. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete, lacking nothing. Well, let me flip it around. If you're impatient then it would seem to me that that would bring lack and insufficiency into my life. If patience brings abundance, then impatience must bring lack 
and insufficiency into my life. That's why the Bible warns you. This is a warning. He's saying, let patience have its perfect work. In other words, hold down. Cool your jets, baby. Don't, don't get impatient. Don't freak out. I know there are things you want. There are things you need. You're waiting for God to act here. You're waiting for this breakthrough. You're waiting for this. But cool your jets, baby. Because let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete, not lacking anything, lacking no thing. Because if impatience gets into your heart, then it's going to produce lack and insufficiency. And that is the truth. You don't have to move God's hand. You don't have to move the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, you can't move God's hand. You think you're moving God's hand, but you can't. God wants you and I to express patience. Everybody say patience. All we're to do is to continue on in patience. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So he says, let's see. He says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask of God who gives to all men liberally, liberally, and let him ask in faith without doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. And let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. Um, so he goes in verse 12, he says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, tests or trials, or is patiently enduring these things. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Come on, can I get a better amen than that? Let's go over to James chapter 5. And again, James writing here, he says in, in chapter, I'm sorry, um, Paul writing in James here, he's saying uh, chapter 5, got thoughts coming like, like a machine gun. James chapter 5, verse 7, he says here, Therefore, be patient, brethren, Until the coming of the Lord. So what are we supposed to do until Jesus comes? Be patient. Be patient. We're supposed to be practicing patience. He says, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. You also be patient. Everybody say patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. And I like verse 9. Don't grumble. Stop complaining and being a complainer and a squawker. Shut your mouth and honor the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank God for where you are and what you have. And just continue. Everybody say continue in patience. Just continue trusting God until you see the fulfillment of your desires, wants, and needs. Can I get a better amen than that? So we are to continue on in patience. All right. So what else are we to continue on? My time is going away. I can't believe it. Turn that clock back. What are we to continue in? We are to continue fighting the good fight of faith. We've been created by God to be fighters, soldiers, warriors. We're to fight the good fight of faith. This is what's going to bring our needs, wants, and desires. I, you, can't, you can't talk me out of the fact that faith can change your very life. Amen. Can bring the things you need, want, and desire. Yes, he says here, you know, let, let me read you. Let me read a couple of verses. Sandy will put them up there. First Timothy 6, uh, 12 and 13. This is what, 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 what Paul tells, tells Timothy. He says, fight the good fight of faith. What are we supposed to do? Fight the good fight of faith. He says, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 
So what are we called to do? We're called to fight the good fight of faith. Say fight. fight. See, you're t- you, this, this is what we need to continue in. Faith is going to change your life. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, 7, and 8, Paul writes it this way. And he says to Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, can you, can you say that? That you have fought the good fight of faith? Are you fighting with your faith? Are you fighting with your faith? Have you finished the race? Like, you know, are you finishing what God has given for you to do? Paul came to the end of his life and he said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now he says, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Wow. I fought the good fight of faith. I was thinking this and I shared that at the earlier service. You know, are you ready to meet the Lord? And if you get there, can he look at you and say, you've done well done, my good and faithful servant. Have you been holding faith? Are you continuing in faith? Are you continuing to fight these battles by faith? Are you finishing what God's given you to do? You see, God has a destiny. He's got a purpose. He's got a a destination for you to reach. He said, I fought the good fight of faith. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me. But when I get before the Lord, do I want to get there prepared? Do I want him to look to me and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Or is he going to look at me and say, you were a quitter. You didn't continue. You didn't keep it up. See, that's what, that's what the Holy Spirit is really speaking to us. That we got to keep it up. You got to keep it up. You got to keep on doing it. You can't back up, quit. You've got to continue. Everybody say continue. Fight the good fight of faith. Hold fast your position. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't back off. Keep it up. So what are we to do? We're to fight the good fight of faith. Continue. Continue. This is a good one. I got to take a few minutes on this. What are we to continue in? We're to continue fighting the devil. Don't back off. Take your position. Take your authority. Don't let the devil get away with it. Put your foot down. Say, you're not welcome in this house. There's no rebellion that resides in this house. My kids are not going to be rebellious. I take authority over rebellion. I take authority over sickness. I take authority over disease. I take authority over these things in the spirit. I bind them at the source. See, the problem is that a lot of us, we're fighting in the flesh when we ought to be fighting in the spirit. You can't fight spiritual battles in the flesh. You got to fight them in the spirit. You got to fight them with faith. You got to fight them with the word. You got to fight. You got you to come against the enemy. You've got to fight the enemy. Continue fighting the devil. Beat him back with everything you've got. Beat him back with the word of God. Beat him back with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Wield that sword of the spirit and force him to back off of your stuff. Back off of your home. Back off of your marriage. Back off of your kids. Back off of your health. You must continue. You must continue in the things that you have learned. Some of us have forgotten. We're letting the devil get away with bloody murder because you've forgotten. You've forgotten. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.